This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, April 30th, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. Just as many Americans are openly debating the value of a college degree, the federal government appears to be doubling down on that value, keeping interest rates on student loans nice and low, even if an individual's investment in higher ed is unlikely to pay off. Neil McCluskey, Associate Director of the Cato Institute's Center for Educational Freedom, comments. In 2007, the federal government passed a law that reduced over five years in half the interest rate on federal subsidized loans from 6.8% down to 3.4%. And that is set to expire July 1st if Congress doesn't act. So what immediately got people's attention in Washington, D.C., and what the president went on a a three-state, three-college tour to discuss uh, recently was we can't let this rate double and Congress isn't doing anything about it, um, and you know, therefore Republicans don't care, and on and on. But basically, it was saying if we if we don't do this, college will be even more unaffordable, and that's not acceptable. And I will fix it. The point from President Obama's perspective is: look, we just need to get a lot more people going to college. Um, this is a popular uh, sentiment among older voters, among younger voters who hope to go to college. Uh, and Romney seems to be playing into that as well. Yeah. So th- the overall message here is that, right, education is good. Therefore, more education is really good. And so the argument basically reduces to the federal government should spend really untold amounts of money getting people to go to college, helping them pay for college. Uh, and, and that makes sense on some level. I mean, you invest in human capital, and that's important. Human capital is a very important thing in economic growth, and obviously for that individual. But just as food is important, you could eat Twinkies all day, 24 hours a day. You could eat anything all day for 24 hours a day. And rather than getting healthier, you die. And what we see in higher education is very clearly massive overconsumption. So about 40% of people in four-year public schools I mean, in four-year colleges and universities, uh, will not finish within six years. So a four-year program, they don't finish in six years. Most of those people will never graduate. That's 40% of those people. That's terrible. But it gets worse if you look at two-year schools, where 80% of people who enter community colleges won't finish their two-year programs within three years. Most of those people won't finish. That's massive overconsumption. Then if you look at the people who are... You, know, you could say lucky enough to graduate or at least able to graduate. Right now among um, recent graduates, so people under 25, about 50% either have no job or they're in a job that does not require a college degree. If you look overall, every age group, about a third of people with bachelor's degrees are in jobs that don't require them. Again, there's no question when you look at the basic data that there is massive overconsumption of higher education. So yes, education's good. But you can spend way too much on it and consume way too much of it, and that becomes very, very bad. The federal government in recent years has taken steps to get the private sector essentially out of student lending. And uh, when you are a government and you have direct control over an interest rate on an investment and higher education, I think, should be properly viewed uh, as an investment if it's not viewed as a consumption good – uh, you get that uh, overconsumption, as you point out. Yeah. The first thing we have to recognize is, yes, the federal government has pushed private lenders out, in particular because the federal government is so big and can basically command untold, untold capital 
they've pushed out truly private lenders who are never a big part of the, of the lending industry for students, but they've gotten a lot smaller in just the last five or five years or so. Now, what a lot of people point to is they say, well, in the Student Aid and Fiscal Responsibility Act, which was rolled into Obamacare, that there, that was a federal takeover of, of student loans. It really wasn't because the federal government has been the biggest player in student loans for a long time. Basically, what they said is we're not going to work through middlemen where we guarantee private banks a profit. We're just going to do it ourselves. So it was already a terrible situation. And that's why decades of federal involvement or why there's massive overconsumption. And it's why the price of college goes up at rates far in excess of almost any other major thing that people buy. And that includes health care. It's because it's been massively government subsidized for a long, long time. And that's the problem is the federal government has always been the 800-pound gorilla on this. And and through Obamacare, they became maybe the 802-pound gorilla. But they are still by far the biggest uh, driver in student loans and all student aid. A debate that's been going on for a while. Of course, Charles Murray wrote a book about it, Real Education, that is discussing what essentially is the value in terms of earnings of a college uh, degree. Uh, that debate has, is not going to be resolved anytime soon, but it seems clear that the college degrees people are getting are not uh, delivering as much value as they ought to. You pointed to unemployment statistics. Uh, but for the federal government, for its part, seems to be focusing more on a very small subset of colleges and universities that are providing uh, education. They're not focused on the useless uh, anthropology or art history degrees. They're focused just on these for-profit schools. Well, right. So who they go after are for-profit schools. This is, uh, in particular, Congress, but also the president, will constantly hold up for-profit colleges and universities as being somehow uniquely uh, almost evil in how they will take money that comes through students, usually through student loans, but also Pell Grants and things like that, uh, and then not do a very good job of rewarding or, or getting the students to a degree in a degree that's useful. But the reality is this is a problem throughout higher education. We uh, Vance Freed of Oklahoma State University did a great study for us that showed massive profits being made by not-for-profit colleges, public colleges, private colleges, across the board uh, on, on undergraduates. So everybody is making a whole lot of money out of this in colleges, supplying mainly degrees that aren't of much value. but you can, And you can see which ones do convey a lot of value. So typically engineering degrees, computer science degrees, and, and actually an economics degree is the best way to move into big earnings. Lots of what people study, though, have no big earnings. And these are the people, you know, the 50 percent who are underemployed or unemployed when they graduate. These are the one-third who, you know, no matter what their age – don't have good jobs. So the the root problem is the federal government is looking for a scapegoat. They're going to bra- blame for-profit schools, which are only about 15% or so of, of total enrollment, for a problem that is system-wide and system-wide because they will give anybody money to go to college no matter how poorly they're prepared there, no matter how little evidence there is that they really even want to go to college. The federal government just says education is great for everybody and we're going to spend as much taxpayer money as we want and as it takes to get reelected. Neil McCluskey is Associate Director of the Cato Institute's Center for Educational Freedom. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.